1: Good evening. We we'll welcome you to uh, Mission Sunday, the late edition. We're uh, going to talk about the mission committee and the works that uh, we uh, review and monitor and put forth to the um, elders for uh, pushing the money out or putting the, the workers in the field to. Uh, serve the community. Uh, We had an excellent presentation this morning, Uh, Brother Elam. uh, We're glad that he's joining us. Uh, If we could bottle his uh, enthusiasm and dedication, uh, he'd be a rich man, that's for sure. Uh, It's it's very very inspiring to see someone that uh, really likes to uh, present the word. As I said, uh, we have seven, I think I said it, seven members in the committee. Um, Brother Andrews is the head, head of work um, for the committee. He um, has loads of experience in the mission field. I think he said he has uh, 58 years of uh, evangelism. And uh, he um, is a very um, intelligent, individ- intelligent individual. Um, has uh, witnessed a lot of things uh, across the globe and uh, is someone that uh, fits the position that he's in uh, very well. We get a lot of stories from him. Um, we uh, noticed that uh, DeMar likes to t- tell stories too, and I guess that comes with age. Um, we welcome DeMar to come to the mission committee and give us some insight and stories, uh, sometime. Uh, I think Brother James, although he continues to amaze us with the, the number of stories and the different stories he has, he recycles a few every now and then, so <laughs> we could use some new ones. Um, this coming year, uh, we've got a hundred, roughly $140,000 budget approved, and, uh, we expect that, uh, We'll spend that money uh, accordingly as as we laid it out, but we never know when when, uh, things come up and emergencies uh, occur. The uh, work that we do is both uh, focused on putting people in the field in foreign countries as well as domestic uh, to support programs that... uh, uh, programs that... uh, educate uh, students in terms of uh, preacher students that will benefit by going out and using their newfound knowledge about the Bible, as well as supporting programs and individuals that are in the field uh, as part of a collective effort to uh, uh, serve the community that they're they're focused on, such as the Ukraine Relief, uh, John Kackleman. The uh, mission points that we've got or at least what we had last year and I need to, need to uh, show you this before I show you what we're, we're, we're looking at now is uh, Kharkov Ukraine and, and really don't have to say too much there, there there's uh, a war going on Brother James is going to do a presentation uh, sometime soon more detailed uh, we had uh, Igor and Larry in the field, uh, Larry has uh, moved to Germany with his family to get away from the conflict. Uh, his wife and three daughters. Um, so we've uh, we've had to take him off the off the payroll. Basically, Igor is now meeting back in Kharkiv uh, with the Christians there, and even though things are not normal, they're uh, they're improving. Uh, in Boonville. Missouri, we have Rusty Kennedy. Uh, he's been here for uh, two and a half years, I believe. Uh, their work has been impacted severely for, by the COVID crisis. People are not responding or wanting to get out and come to church or respond to his, uh, his uh, offers. So he's had a hard time of it, and we're trying to uh, see what we can do to to uh, accelerate that a little bit. Paul is, uh, Owen is going to be making a visit uh, within the next couple of weeks to uh, see the status. Ron Kyle is in New Zealand. We have India work that uh, we support uh, We'll at church. Um, it's preacher support, bicycles, Bibles, th- that sort of thing. We've doubled the budget there practically for the next year. Uh, Zach, Zachary Holmes is going to be coming soon to give us a presentation in that area. And then we started to work in Canada towards the middle of the year with Bob Hibbert, one of our preacher students. We were getting excited about that. Uh, Bob is a very uh, uh, effective individual in terms of speaking and with his personality. But unfortunately, he passed away about two months ago, uh, 51 years old with a massive heart attack and left uh, Deb and his son Chase uh, in Toronto where they had just moved. And uh, she she and Chase are still working very diligently to uh, keep the the efforts going that uh, Bob started. And uh, we pray that uh, they'll continue to work that area and and be, uh, be effective. So now we're looking at Kharkiv with Igor only. Um, we still have some questions about what's happening in Itagui and uh, how we're going to handle that. We're uh, going to have a presentation Ben Stevenson put together, but he called in sick. So Cody has graciously volunteered to, to say a few words in regard to the view graphs that Ben had put together. Um, I guess you can read the rest of it for yourself. Uh, The Canada support or Canadian support is uh, not going to be supported this year uh, since the passing of Bob. We've added some programs and continue to fund some programs. Asian Christian University is uh, a program that uh, James Andrews will be speaking to in a few minutes. Um, Preacher student training at uh, a couple of places here in the States, as well as in the Philippines. Bible Correspondents, World World English Institute. Um, These four will be presented in uh, in a few minutes by some of the committee members. Uh, The others that you see there are uh, efforts that are ongoing, uh, well-known, well-developed, and... uh, we fund a certain amount of money each month to uh, to help them out and support them. So, enough said. Uh, the agenda, after I uh, step down, is going to be Cody Starnes to Ben Stevens. Um, Cody will stay up and do the preacher uh, students. James Anderson is going to have a video and talk a little bit about the Haitian Christian University correspondence of the Bible work that uh, Jason Smith is doing will be next. And then the uh, WEI is Dave Hester. And the invitation will be leads.
2: I don't know if I volunteered or if I walked in a minute late to the meeting and was voluntold. So uh, next time I'll be early. <clears throat> ben is the one that is our correspondent with uh, Itagui. Uh, he's the one that goes over this and reports back to the mission committee, but he sent me some information, and I'm going to try to go over it. Uh, we are still involved with the congregation in Itiqui. Uh You remember last year that Brother Enrique passed away, and he was a great evangelist for the Lord. He was very zealous. Um, it just seems like whatever he did, it was fruitful. And losing him was a big blow to the congregation there and to our efforts in that area uh his strong leadership has still shown how the church has continued to grow Um, they've not taken a step back the men of the congregation um have persevered and the church is still growing uh we still work with his wife viviana uh she still works with the congregation there we're still helping her um but the congregation is still growing um David Arubula Lopez is taking over the ministry there. Uh, Ben said that in his correspondence with him, you can see Brother Enrique's influence in him, the work that he does and how he does it. He's very uh, zealous for the Lord also and doing a good job there. Um, The church is still staying very strong and active. While Brother Enrique was there, they were always doing something to bring the gospel to the people who needed to hear it. They're continuing to have activities for young people, the ladies' workshops, uh, evangelism sermon, uh, seminars, and whatever it is to get the people, to, the message to the people. So they're putting it out in various ways, and they're doing that to grow the church. Here are some pictures of the congregation and the works that they've been doing. I don't have the backstory to all the pictures. If Ben was here, I'm sure he would have something to say about each one of them, but I'll let you look at them for just a moment. But the congregation is staying very active, and that's a very good thing. Finally I want to share with you some excerpts from the uh, correspondence that uh, brother Lopez sends to us in September he said we are preaching the gospel around Etqui some brothers open their houses and invite people who want to hear God's Word some contacts visit us every Sunday especially people from Venezuela and in October he said I am preaching the gospel to the people at artista park on tuesday and thursday sometimes i use the pamphlet back to the bible so the people answering uh some some interesting questions on november he said two people were baptized in this month and they are receiving attention to grow up in the spirit we continue preaching the gospel and encouraging the brothers to be faithful and in december he said we understand that it has been a difficult year for everyone We thank our God that the church continues united, motivated, and persevering in the doctrine of the Lord. During the whole year, only two brothers of the church have been lost following the wishes of this this world. We think this is a great loss because we love them so much and work for learning the truth of the gospel. We continue strengthening all the brothers so that their faith does not fall. They've done an excellent job there. They've continued the work. And that's the report on Ithiqui. If Ben was here, he'd have a lot more for you, I'm sure. Um, but it's a very fruitful uh, labor that we have. Now, I'm here to talk about the preacher students that we support. I've been a member of this congregation for about seven years, I believe now. Seven or eight. I think it's seven. Shortly after uh, me and my wife placed membership here at James Andrews, uh, came to me and asked me to help with the missions committee. And then he said, you're going to be our liaison for the preacher students. Well, I, the reason he did that is because I have a little experience with that myself, being a 2008 graduate of the Memphis School of Preaching. I spent several years preaching the gospel, and then life happens, and I ended up here because, well, this is where we ended up. We're very happy to be here, and I'm able to use my talents to still preach the gospel uh, quite often for small congregations that need preachers, but I'm also to ha- able to help the missions committee with when it comes to selecting those who request our support in preaching the gospel at these preaching schools. We've worked with schools like MSOP or the Memphis School of Preaching, the Southeast Institute of Biblical Studies in Knoxville, Tennessee, Southwest School of Biblical Studies in Austin, Texas, and Bear Valley in Colorado. We receive request and we unlike, are not unlike anything else in this world where COVID has not has not affected these requests. It seems like since COVID, the number of requests that we get every year has gone down, but we still get requests. We receive these requests, and we send them questionnaires. We ask them questions, and we try to determine the soundness and the quality of the individual requesting our support. If we see something in their answers or in the packet they send to us requesting support, we'll ask them questions about it. Sometimes they'll quote denominational doctrine or books in their request, and sometimes they do that just simply because they're making a reference from it, and they don't mean that they're following it, and sometimes it means that they're not very sound in the faith. So we do our best to determine the sound quality of these men that are requesting support. We take their answers, we discuss them as a group, and we weigh them, and we decide where the funds should be sent. Preaching the gospel is a very important part of evangelism and the mission work. In 2 Timothy 4, Paul told Timothy to preach the word, to be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. In 2 Timothy 2, he said, "What you hear from me teach others also." Teaching preachers is important. So I want to talk about the preacher students that we have currently at school. We have Brother Will McLeod. He's a first-year student from the Memphis, at the Memphis School of Preaching. He came to us or sent us a request. He was in the medical field. He had been working in the medical field for over 20 years and had a desire to preach the gospel, left his profession and decided he was going to school. When he went to school, he didn't have his support. He was still trying to gather But he went by faith. And we were able to send him support and help him in his efforts to become a gospel preacher. He's from Kentucky. Also at the Memphis School of Preaching, we have the Mallory family. The entire family. Joe and Amy, the the husband and wife in this picture there. There's two husbands and wives. You have Caden and Grace. On the far side, on my left hand side, your right hand side. Uh, but Joe and Amy, are, Joe is a first year student at the Memphis School of Preaching. See, Caden, his son, began last year. He's a second year this year. But Joe, who had been in the educa- uh, education his entire life, decided he wanted to quit what he was doing, go to Memphis and preach the gospel to be an evangelist for the Lord. So he took him, his, his wife, and his kids, and the three kids that are still at home, uh, Campbell, Betty May, and Rowan, and they moved to Memphis. The redhead, right beside Joe, is Brennan. He is also a student at Memphis. He is a first year like his father. He graduated high school last year and enrolled in Memphis this year to go out and be a minister And like I said, Caden began last year when he graduated high school, his first year. Instead of going to college, he wanted to go to Memphis to preach the gospel. And we support all three of them. This entire family. They are from uh, Tallapoosa, Georgia and they have a desire to serve the Lord. The entire family. I'll say this, when I was uh, in 2006 in I think January or February I went up to Memphis to visit the school. I knew of somebody that was in school there. And it's probably what happened to Joe. I went up there to visit. I was thinking about going there. I wasn't sure what I was going to do yet. And when I left, I was like, when can I start? That's just the way they are up there. They, they lure you in to preach the gospel. So I'm sure Joe went to visit Caden. And before he knew it, he was enrolled in the school and going to be starting the next year. So that's that's just what happens. But also... We have Sean Raw. Now, Sean Raw is a student at uh, Bear Valley in Colorado. He's a second year student. We, as a missions committee, try to select people at Memphis or SEIBS in Knoxville simply because of the proximity to the congregation here. We can invite them down to come speak. We remember uh, John Paul Zakardonsky, who came down and was able to speak. To us. He ended up doing some mission work in Argentina, and now is back in Canada. Also, Bob Hibbert, who we were going to endeavor in the mission work in Canada with him. We got to meet them and have them come speak for us because they were close enough. But every once in a while, we get requests for Bear Valley or other schools. And if the candidate is, is sometimes the candidate, you just say, we've got to be involved with these people. Sean Raw and his wife Madison were two of those that we thought we really wanted to support. We believe that Bear Valley is a very sound school even though it's not local. We wish they were a little closer. But um, Sean and uh, Madison went to Bear Valley from Kansas. Finally we have Ryan Brewer. He's out in Austin, Texas at the Southwest School of Bible Studies. Um. Him and his wife, Alexandra, are second-year students. And Ryan came to us from California. He sent us a request. He was already preaching the gospel, started in 2018, preaching in Versailles, California, and decided that he wanted to do that and that he wanted to go to school and become more or better educated, better trained to do that for, uh, for his life, to do that work. And he sent us a request... And we got it, and it was from California. And sometimes we get requests, and we look at them, and, and we shake our heads and say, oh, no, we, we need to dig deep on this one. Well, knowing he was from California, knowing the, the, not, not the whole state's that way, and if you're from California, I apologize. But, uh, you know, when you say California, everybody knows what comes to mind. So we sent him a questionnaire and then we tailored some questions specifically to him. And he replied to us and he answered so faithfully and soundly that I went back to the committee and I said, listen men, I don't know what y'all think but we have to support him. We have to support him because he is sound and he is faithful. And he answered the questions probably better than anyone I've ever seen before. And it blew me away, so I went to the committee and said, man, we have to support him. And they are looking to graduate, and the second-year students will graduate in uh, June, and they will go out and pursue the works that they are, uh, wherever the works that they uh, may obtain between now and then. I don't think any of them have anything lined up just yet. I've talked to all of them in the past few weeks, and I don't believe any of them have any works lined up. They're trying to. But we want to wish them well.
3: I've had a few experiences that changed my life. One of those was in two thousand and fourteen or fifteen. I'm not sure the computer ate the date. But I went to uh, the Philippines for the first time. Asian Christian University. Taught a course there. I've done that every year since, either on campus or by uh, internet. When I say it changed my life, there are some people in here that don't know what that means, but Ben and Lindsey Stevenson would know what that means because they went there too. Very familiar with what's happening there. We have uh, two students there that we fully support. 100% 100% support. They are Dan Calipo and Felix Mirande. You've not met Felix, but later on you'll get a report from both these men. But what we're about to see right now is the president of that school, Junus Segurit. I interviewed him in my own feeble way. Brother Junus, his primary language, of course, is the Filipino language. English is not his primary language, but he speaks it better than I do. Let's listen to him right now. I'm privileged this afternoon to introduce the West Huntsville Church of Christ and its online friends and visitors to Junus Sugurit, president of the Asian Christian University in Northern Philippines. I first met Brother Junus November of 2014. If memory served me correctly, I was there for my first time as an adjunct professor at the university. Goes without saying that I was impressed with the university and with Sir Jounis as well. Sir Jounis, we of the West Sunsville Church welcome you by way of internet
4: to the state of Alabama. Thank you, and uh, good morning or good evening. And uh, I'm glad that uh, I'm here. uh, Thank you very much uh, for uh, uh, this uh, opportunity to be uh, interviewed by Sir James. I am uh, Brother Jonas Agurit. I'm uh, a member of the Mangaldan Church of Christ since uh, 1983. I am a law practitioner here in the Philippines, and I was given the opportunity to become part of Philippine Theological College and uh, become uh, the president uh, in 2010 up to the present.
3: We're so glad to have you. Uh, Sir Jonas, uh, give us an overview of the Asian Christian University. What does it do? How does it operate? And so forth. Very interested in that.
4: The Asian Christian University uh, uh, provides uh, comprehensive education and training for Christian ministry through a uh, Christ-centered biblical curriculum. So we educate, we train, we motivate, and we uh, activate Christian workers and firmly grounding them in uh, scriptures for service in the kingdom. And we are committed to uh, academic excellence, inspirational leadership, spiritual vitality, and service in the church, society, and in the home, sir. That's a good work. Your students live on campus.
3: Many of those young men are away from home for the first time, and yet they function very well. Uh, Give us an idea of what they do every day, every weekday.
4: Uh, every student that comes to our campus uh, usually starts their day at 5 o'clock in the morning, wherein they uh, have to uh, wake up and do their, uh, we call it working hour, uh, from uh, 5 o'clock in the morning to 6 o'clock. They usually uh, clean the campus, clean their dormitories and repair or do some uh, uh, maintenance repair on the campus and then after that, uh, uh, at 6 o'clock up to uh, 6.30, uh, they usually uh, take their breakfast and prepare. After their breakfast, they prepare for a morning devotional, which we usually do at uh, 7.15 in the morning up to 8 o'clock. By 8.30 in the morning, they attend their classes at uh, uh, the classrooms, here at ACU and, uh, that usually, uh, ends at, uh, 12 noon. Then they take their, uh, lunch and, uh, by 1.30, probably by from lunch after, after their lunch up to 1.30, they take their, uh, afternoon nap or they, uh, review their, uh, notes by 1.30 up to five, uh, no, up to four o'clock. They again take their classes, sir. And then by four o'clock up to five o'clock, uh they take again or they do again their working hour working, uh cleaning the campus, make it uh pristine and uh presentable. Then by five to six o'clock, they uh have to or they have the opportunity to uh play because uh we must give them some recreation. And they play basketball in our open-air uh, gym or covered court. They usually also play uh, badminton. And they usually also play uh, table tennis. And then uh, by 6 o'clock, uh, they take their dinner. And by 7 in the evening up to 9 o'clock, uh, they take their mandatory library hour if they don't have uh, online classes with our adjunct faculty. But sometimes we have uh, classes from 7 o'clock in the evening up to 11 o'clock. If when uh, that is the only available time for our adjunct faculty uh, from the U.S. That's usually the uh, morning or that's the daily routine for our students, sir. It sounds serious and busy uh what happens on saturday the day off recreation what we have our uh, weekend pre- preaching program uh usually sir uh if they don't have classes in uh, friday afternoon they already go to their respective congregations our students are being sent to congregations uh, near the school and uh, they are sent uh Uh, by two, one, uh, senior student and one, uh, younger student. And they are assigned in the congregations to, uh, help in their, uh, visitation programs, in their evangelism programs. But they usually also help in cleaning the chapels. And mostly, uh, they do, uh, help in, uh, worshiping with that congregation by, uh, Leading the Bible studies and preaching uh, the message uh, every, Sunday, every Sunday, sir. So uh, uh, the congregations nearby are being helped by our students, sir. I think I hear you saying that
3: when a student is supported to do that work, to do that study, he's also supported to do that work. A full support, full preacher full student, that is on-the-job training. Very good. You know, I was over there a few years back and went with you and uh, your wife to an evaluation on Saturday where the students were evaluated by older preachers. Tell us
4: how that works. Oh uh, Yes, sir, that's true. We have uh, what we call... Uh Pangasinan Preachers Forum, wherein we do it every first Saturday of the month. Uh, preachers from veteran preachers and seasoned preachers from other congregations here in Pangasinan uh, comes. And our students uh, will report their work. Uh, they will also, the students will also inform the group about the problems they are encountering in the congregation. And, uh, they seek advice and these uh, veteran and seasoned preachers, uh, usually give them advice and usually give them, uh, not only, not only advice, but, uh, give them, uh, practical help on how to, do uh, about their uh, work based from their experience. So we usually do, we usually do that, uh, every first, uh, Saturday of the month, sir. The students I talked with believed
3: that was very beneficial to them. They enjoyed hearing from the older men, even though the older men didn't always agree with them. They they were strict and told them what they needed to do. But the students responded very well. Yes, sir. Uh, what are some things, uh, let's see, that's not a good way to phrase this. Your students that are out there now, they graduated from high, they graduated from the university what are they doing now? Some of the better ones, what are they doing?
4: Our uh, students are hired even before uh, they graduate, sir. Uh, some uh, congregations uh, mark them as early as second years, third years, when they are still uh, a sophomore or a junior. Mm-hmm. And uh, they hired them to do full-time work, sir. So when they graduate, uh we are assured, or the students are assured of a congregation where they are, uh, where they will be working, and these are being supported by Filipino congregations. Uh, right now, I don't have any uh, uh, graduate or alumni being supported by uh, uh, foreign support, except one. Uh, but uh, all others. Uh, and all the faculty, uh, all the alumni that have graduated so far are being supported by uh, uh this uh congregation, sir.
3: That is a wonderful philosophy. That's almost unheard of. Thank you for enforcing that. Sir Junus, thank you for the work you do. Thank you for what the university stands for. We pray for you and we
4: hope you continue your work. God bless you. Thank you for this opportunity, sir. God bless.
0: All right. The next two parts of our mission program that me and David are going to be talking about is where you can get involved. Um, In the Bible correspondence program that I'm over, uh, we send packets to students that uh, either request it on their own or referred by someone else. And right now, most of our students are actually inmates in prisons or in jails, but not all of them. Including in our packets are, of course, Bible correspondence lessons. We usually send them either a track or some kind of reading material because they, they have a lot of time to read. We, have, we send them a free envelope so they don't, it don't cost them nothing to send back their uh, uh, answer sheet And we also make sure we always put in there a referral form where they can refer other people to get these lessons. And also we send out Bibles if they request Bibles as well. But to show you what the effect is of this program, I uh, decided to get notes and letters from our teachers that the uh, students have sent them to get a perspective of their view of what it's meaning to them. So I'm going to read a few of these to you and you can see what the effect is. It says thank you once again for your time. It means a lot to me and it's making a difference and I look forward to to those lessons. Thank you for your time and help with my studies. Thank you for wishing me a happy birthday. As you can see in some of these we are our, our, our teachers it's all, almost like a pen pal. They'll send them uh, encouraging notes and stuff. It's, it's, it's a small thing, but seems so big. You're definitely brought a smile to my face and heart. Along with my daily proce- uh, prayers, I am finding hope and faith in the future through the Lord. I'm enjoying the studies and look forward to the future studies. I have learned so much already that I didn't know. Thank you for all your prayers. I am doing good. I, I am still studying and growing closer to God. I'm enjoying every minute of it. I've, I've been praying for, for an early release to be granted to me from the parole board. I am, already, I am ready to get home to my family, especially my kids. In my heart, I feel God is already working it out, so I am just waiting patiently. God is in control. I will keep encouraging others in Christ. In the, in the meantime, I know he has great things in store for me and my family. Keep praying for me, and I'll do the same. Thank you very much. The blessings are certainly helping besides the correspondence i do my own studies and have i have sometimes it's hard to see read these their handwriting had a great deal with and never knew before of of and eager to learn more only good only good thing about my current situation is i can take time to grow my relationship with the lord that i do that I have been neglecting. Thank you for the Bible. I really do think my life is going to be so much better now that with, with God in it. My favorite Bible verse is Ephesians 5, 8. I hope you are having a good day. Thank you for taking the time to write to me. I am 45 years old and expected to be released in December. Can I still do the Bible studies at home? I really enjoy doing them. Would you please pray for, for peace and protection for myself and my family? Thank you. Hope, hope to hear from you again. I, I need a Bible as well. This one was actually wrote on a, a paper towel. It says, thank you for helping me to move forward with my faith in Bible studies. It means a lot to me. Says, thank you so much, and your family are in my thoughts and prayers. I'm so grateful to have these Bible studies. It helps me a lot. I hope you have a wonderful Christmas and New Year's. I really don't have no one on the outside to help me, and really wanting to change. I'm on the outside to help me. I'm really wanting to change my life for not only myself, but my daughter as well. I would truly appreciate all you can do. Thank you, God bless. P.S. I'm not sure, but please pray for me as I'm battling sobriety as well, even behind bars, also for strength as not knowing how my daughter is. She is six weeks old and Six weeks old now, and I just left. I just, I am just left not knowing. Hi, how are things going? I hope this letter finds you in the utmost of spirit. I am still praying about my transfer. I know that it is, it is all in the perfect timing. Thank you so much for your help. With the Bible studies, they are there are three women on my hall that I have told about the Bible studies, and they are interesting. Can you please send, send me enrollment forms for them? Also, can I go through the Bible studies again, if, if that's okay, and not against the rules? I hope, I hope you and your family are healthy and are happy. So there's the perspective of our students. And I I hope this gets a little bit more understanding of what this means to our students. And so if you ever want to get involved in this work or you want to know any more information about it, just just come and see me.
5: Thank you for all that contribute and teach uh, through WE currently, also known as World English Institute. We currently have over a dozen members here at West Huntsville that help, and we would like more. If you're already involved in sharing the gospel another way, that Jason mentioned or something else, that is great. But this through We is just an easy way to be able to share the gospel. You can just try uh, one student or a few. And if you don't like it, you can stop and try something else. But any age can participate. We have several teachers from our Saints Alive group and our Young Families group. I don't think we have any represented from our young pros or our college age group. And there's a lot of students that are young pros or college age and high school age that is wanting to learn English as a second language by studying the Bible. So the hard work is already done about, you know, it's not having to go out and try to find somebody and ask them to study the Bible. These people are already asking us to study the Bible with them. But it's all done through the app. It's easy to use, and it basically does the grading for you. So, Jason mentioned the online option. I'm sorry, the uh, mail out option. He does, and this is all done online. There's usually a running list of about 300 students you have to pick from. So, you pick the students you want, where they live, their age, their religion, their marital status, if they're male or female, their occupation. And you do all of this uh, as it's convenient for you on your own time. I actually use it all on my phone, and I enjoy doing it. In thinking of that, how many people have you shared the gospel with so far this year? And you think, well, the year's just started. We're just a few weeks into it. But if you're a weed teacher, you've already shared the gospel with many students this year also if you don't want to sign up to teach you can refer people to be a bible correspondent student there's an option we can pick for just bible study only if they already know english so it's easy for you to say hey we offer a free online bible course that you can do on your own time uh, And you also get a certificate. And all we need is their name and email, or I can send uh, you a link. And then to close, our teachers at West Huntsville had at least two confirmed baptisms last year. And I say at least two because what happens when one is baptized, they're excited, and then they tell their family and friends, and it spreads. So it's a ripple effect. From one seed, you no know, to an entire field. So how do I sign up? You just go to worldenglishinstitute.net to sign up. Thank you.
6: I would uh, ask you to turn to Ephesians chapter 1. If you would, let's consider this message from God's Word together. The book of Ephesians is a powerful book in my estimation. It's been called the divinest composition of man. It's been called the most profound book in all the Bible. It's been called the queen of the epistles and many other laudatory labels. Now, whether you have another favorite book or not, I don't think that's the key issue here. I think any of us who will look at the book of Ephesians will find that it's filled with many glorious thoughts. It's my belief that we were, if we were left only with Ephesians chapter 1, Genesis chapter 1, and John 3.16, we would know a lot about our God that we worship. Genesis 1, of course, tells us about His goodness and His power John three sixteen about his overwhelming love and here in Ephesians chapter 1 we'll look at just very briefly it tells about God's purpose and God's plan for us. What I'd like to do is direct your attention specifically to verses 3 through 14 of Ephesians 1 and uh, what I'd like to do is without reading it all if you would Follow along with me, and what I'd like to do is highlight some of the key aspects of God's plan and God's purpose. And as we go down, notice the elements of God's plan that He's given us through. Beginning in verse 3, a very familiar passage, says that He's blessed us with every spiritual blessing in Christ. So the Holy Spirit begins right off the bat, after this verse, to list those spiritual uh, blessings. And it continues on through chapter 3. In verse 4, he starts talking about past, present, and future. First, about the past in verse 4. He says that before the world was created, God made a plan. And in that plan, it's for us. It's for our benefit. So God's plan began in an infinite time past. Then in verses 5 through 9, we see him switching to the present time. So in verse 5, says that God chose us beforehand to adopt us as his children. He's talking about Christians. We people who have obeyed the gospel are now adopted children of God. In verse 6, it says he adopted us to the praise of his glorious grace. In verse 7, he redeemed us through the blood of his beloved son. Then in verse 8 and 9, he tells us just to confirm that he's provided all the wisdom that we require in order to follow his plan. And then the third thing is the eternal future that he speaks of. Uh, I think God's plan in His revealing this to us is to heal all of those broken relationships that resulted as a fall in the Garden of Eden. And there's a phrase there that's used, gathering together all things in Christ. This, again, is just my interpretation or my view, but I think that's a a direct but somewhat vague reference to, to God making all things new in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ becoming the victor, conquering all evil as we read about in the book of Revelation. Then in verse 11, it says again that all of this was planned beforehand and His plan results in an inheritance for us. Then in verse 12, there's a little Verb there, and again he's switching back to speak in the present terms. This little verb is be, and that little verb be says, We exist, we have being, and our purpose is to praise the glory of God. So God created us as new creatures in Christ to praise his glory. Then finally in verses 13 and 14, he speaks both of them, or rather all of the past, present, and future. In the past, he talks about those who heard the Word, believed it, obeyed it, and received the gift of the Holy Spirit. Things we are quite familiar with. Then he switches to the present. And he says, in the present, we have the Holy Spirit as a pledge, as a guarantee that God is going to fulfill His plan, that He's going to Keep the promises that He's made to us. Then within, buried within this, I want to highlight one other thing. In three of the verses, verses 6, 12, and 14, we see the use of the word praise. And this whole segment of chapter 1, verses 3 through 14, is really a hymn or a doxology or a praise. And so the idea of praise is it fills up these verses 3-14. through 14. And he gives some reasons as to why we should praise God. First of all, in verse 6, it's, he says, because of God's glorious grace, and then he goes through a list in these later chapters to list what all God has done for us in His grace. Then in verse 12, he says, we should praise God because of the hope that's given in His plan. And he makes the point that God's plan and purpose for us, again, that little word be is we exist to the praise of the glory of God and His grace. Then in verse 14, it tells us that we should praise God because we have the Holy Spirit. We have this guarantee from God, that we've been adopted and that He is going to fulfill His plan just as He's promised. So, that being the case then, I think we need to ask ourselves, what do I, what do we do as a congregation to the praise of God's glory? And there are some passages, and I'll just mention them briefly. 1 Corinthians 10.31 and 1 Peter four one that have this phrase, which I think we're all familiar with, that basically says, do all to the glory of God. So our lives, our worship, what we do to serve in the kingdom, these things that have been mentioned tonight, and Brother Demar talked about this morning, the work of missions of spreading the gospel, those are uh, a part of our praise to our God. I would say that God in His thinking and His plan made missions, spreading the gospel, an essential element of His plan. He's called on us to carry out His work. I would say about the mission efforts that we've heard about, we need to keep in mind, and I know we do, that they need support, not just financially, but they need our prayers. They need our notes of encouragement. They need our calls uh, when we have the opportunity to uh, get in contact. And if you want to contact any of these people in the mission field, contact one of us on the mission committee and we'd be glad to share their email, their address, and so on, so that you can reach out to them. So missions are a vital plan of God's overall, our vital element of God's overall plan.
0: We hope you have enjoyed this lesson from God's Word. If you would like to continue your study of New Testament Christianity, please send your name and address to World Bible School, West Huntsville Church of Christ, 1519 Old Monrovia Road, Northwest, Huntsville, Alabama, 35806. Or if you prefer, send your name and address by email to WBS at westhuntsville.org.